Hello and welcome to the sequel to a PhD podcast. I'm Shirley Marquant, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. It's Shirley. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me again. So before I get started talking about what I was planning to talk about in this episode, I just wanted to share a little thing that came up for me that may or may not resonate for you. So I've been trying to be really open about what this process has been like in getting this podcast started and how this has been really a big experiment for me in showing up and doing something that I'm not 100% confident in doing and not doing perfectly. Um, And so one of the things that I learned from reading all of the stuff that the experts, the podcasting experts put out is that you really should be creating content weekly, releasing your podcast and on a regular schedule and releasing it on the same day every week. And so, okay, so I I heard that that input and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that I have all of my podcast episodes recorded by Mondays and I'll upload them so that they can be released every week on Tuesdays. And so I've been really kind of proud of myself for having that routine working and being able to release the podcast episode every Tuesday morning and have that out. And so something that came up for me this week was that it got to be, (laughs) it got to be Monday and I didn't have an episode recorded. And part of that is because like the kids were sick for a week and then they were on spring break and just really challenging to find time to do things. I did have a couple of guest episodes or guest um, interviews scheduled and they both got rescheduled for for different reasons, which is totally cool. Um, But it just left me not having the episode ready when I thought it was going to be. And then after the kids went back to school on Monday, I was like, okay, I need to record an episode, but I also have these 17,000 other things I need to catch up on because they were home for so long. And so some of those other things had to be prioritized. And so I did that. But I found myself Monday night being like oh man, I've failed here. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm not going to get this episode out. And then I found myself making that mean that I'm not committed to this, that I am a failure, that I have, like I said, that I've failed at this. And I was able to step back from that in a moment and be like, wait a minute, how does this mean I'm not committed to this? I'm super committed to this, but life happens and and things come up. And I'm still trying to get this out on Tuesday, but maybe it'll be out later on Tuesday. And maybe, maybe it'll come out on Wednesday. And does that really mean anything? I don't think it actually means anything. I think we set these um, expectations for ourselves, even when we're trying to remove ourselves from the expectations that are put on us by others, we still somehow put them on ourselves. And I just, I just wanted to share that I identified this as in myself as as a moment here, just because I think we have such a tendency to do it. And it's totally normal. And also as a reminder that like life happens, and we have various priorities, and it's okay to prioritize something else sometimes when the a consequence of that is not going to really be horrible. And it's really just going to be how we feel about what we've done. Um, and 
I think it's helpful to look at that. Why do I feel that way? Why do I feel like I've failed at this? And really ask ourselves, is this really a failure or is this just a reflection of a busy life? So that's my really, really short story about this particular podcast episode. So now I want to get into what I was planning to talk about for this episode. And that is around the concept of dreaming, allowing ourselves to dream. And so I recently heard, and I wish I could remember where I heard this. It may have been a podcast. I I really just can't remember. And I don't have statistics on it, but this is just what I heard somewhere. It was this notion that women particularly are afraid to talk about their dreams, And I've also been having conversations with a bunch of other people recently who have shared that they find it really hard to dream. And I'm not talking about like nighttime dreaming. I'm talking about looking at your life and what you what it would be great for it to look like in the future and to dream big and to dream about just what would be ideal for you or for us. And so apparently and this resonates with me, a lot of women struggle, <laughs> struggle to name these dreams or possibly even to have the dreams to begin with. And so that comment or that um, concept has stayed with me. And uh, it's sort of in the in the context of, I think that allowing ourselves to dream is a big part of also allowing ourselves or supporting ourselves in becoming even more of ourselves. So this idea is important to me because I'm I'm like in the middle of testing these a, a couple of different hypotheses, like personal hypotheses. One of them I've talked about before, which is this imperfection hypothesis of what can we achieve when we don't have to be perfect, when we just put ourselves or put our work out there, knowing that it's not perfect, allowing it to be imperfect and to just see what happens. So that's one hypothesis. But the other, or at least another hypothesis, I may have three going, but right now I'll only talk about these two. Another hypothesis is this notion that we can achieve or can we achieve greater impact in the world by becoming more of ourselves, expressing more of ourselves, allowing ourselves uh, to do the things that are really important to us and, and sort of stepping outside of what everyone else is expecting of us and stepping more towards um, what's really real and true about ourselves. And so this, like I said, I think dreaming Allowing ourselves to dream is a big part of that. It's part of understanding what being more of ourselves actually means. And so this idea that women are challenged sometimes to speak their dreams or even allow the dreams to happen really brought up the question for me, well, well, why does that happen? Why are we afraid to dream? And I think some of it, it's not just about women. I think some of it also relates for, at least from my perspective, growing up (laughs) or becoming a scientist, being trained as a scientist, involved a bunch of things that may have also contributed to I don't want to say suppressing dreams because I don't think there's anything that was like actively saying, oh, no, you're not allowed to dream big. You're not allowed to think about what you really want. But I think there are factors that influence us and sort of limiting almost ways that limit us and limit what we think we can do. And so I just wanted to mention a few of those. I think one of the first ones that comes up when we think about dreaming about either what we might achieve or what our life might look like or 
what we really want is this fear of failure, which is a pretty obvious one. But I think a lot of us are so tied to the sense of the outcome of our effort as a reflection of our own value in a way, which I I mean, I don't don't even like saying it that way, because obviously we all have value, (laughs) period. Like we don't have to do anything to be valuable to the world. We can just be here and be whatever we are and be valuable. But I think we have internalized, or at least I have internalized this concept that our value to society is based on what we achieve. And so if we dream these big dreams and we are not able to make them happen, then that somehow makes us as individuals a failure. And so when we don't even allow ourselves to think about what we might achieve, that's a way of avoiding that potential outcome of failure. And P.S., I don't, I'm also... I'm also becoming increasingly committed to the idea that there is no such thing as failure. It's all about learning and growth. And when things don't turn out the way you expect it to, that is not failure. That's just things went in a different direction. Anyway, that's a little side note. So this fear of failure uh, can get in the way sometimes in allowing us to dream. I think another one, um, particularly as scientists or academics, is the concept of both limited resources and the pressure to publish. And so if we are operating in an environment where we don't have the resources or we have to be aware of our resources, and, and this is also true for like financial situations too, if we are constantly aware of the limitations around us, then that's going to hold us back from allowing ourselves to say, oh, well, what if I don't have these boundaries? Because we've sort of internalized that those restrictions are around us all the time. And so the same thing with the pressure to publish is we, like, we know that the outcome of our work, we know that what we're thinking about doing, we almost need it to have a particular outcome even if experiments that fail, we're still working towards this idea of, okay, this this work needs to be published, or we need to develop a drug, or there's something very specific that needs to come out of it. And so when you're in the publication situation, you know that, okay, well, I need to get this done fast because I don't want someone else to publish it. So let me do these short-term things. I'm going to really speed through it. I'm going to obviously pay attention and do my best work. But there is in the back of your mind, or at least there was in the back of my mind of the, okay, I need to get this done really fast. And so that's in some ways like limits long-term thinking, I think, or long-term dreaming, because it needs to be chunked down into this, into like segments that can be published really quickly. And so there's less room for just curiosity and exploring and the dreaming big that I'm talking about. And so I think that, again, it's not a like specific limitation, but I think it's something that contributes to this oh, well, I I don't want to dream big because I, I need this to work. And so my dreams, I'm, I have no idea if my dreams are going to work, so I'm not even going to do it. And then another, I think for women particularly, the lack of role models can be an issue when we're dreaming big and when we're thinking about what we want our lives to look like. I mean, we're, we know that we're... <laughs> 
we're always fighting these societal expectations of what our roles are and how we fit into like all kinds of systems, all kinds of structures. And I think that awareness of that, of of the expectations around what we're supposed to be doing, even when we're fighting against it, I think the the awareness of that sort of holds us back from dreaming something outside of that. And if we don't see people doing the kinds of things that we think, oh, I'd really like to do that, then it's hard to allow ourselves to say, oh, maybe I could do that. And so then one last point or one last factor maybe that can contribute to putting boundaries on dreaming is this concern that if we do share our dreams or talk about what we want or our ambitions, there's this concern that either our dreams won't be taken seriously or that someone might even say, oh, no, you can't do that. You're not capable of achieving that dream, which actually I think says more about their own limiting beliefs or like outdated societal expectations. But I think it's hard to remember that in the moment when you share something that is like something that makes you excited and happy and someone says to you, oh, you're not good enough to do this. Or it feels like someone is saying to you, you're not good enough to do this. And so I think that worry that someone is going to squash your dream also stops us from even just personally or like internally allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to say, what do I really want? Okay, so I know I just said that <laughs> that was the last factor. I realized that I think there might be another one. Another factor that sort of, again, puts boundaries on what we allow ourselves to dream or to think about or have ambitions about. And I think it has to do with our tendency to want to have the plan like fully laid out. We want the full path for how we're going to achieve our dream figured out. And so I think that... Like we are particularly, particularly this audience, I think we are very logical, very reason and cause and effect oriented. And I think that like sometimes, sometimes when you have a big dream, we get stuck with the, well, okay, that's, that's great. This really feels like exciting, but I have no idea how I would achieve that. I don't have any idea. I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the resources, like I mentioned earlier. I don't have what I need to actually do it. So what's the point of even dreaming about it? And so then related to that is sort of how we operate in the world. And so I've been learning a lot about how we all have I mean, obviously, we all have individual strengths, but we also have individual styles for how we interact and operate in the world. Recently, I've learned about something called conative styles, which I think were developed by Kathy Colby. But there's it's basically broken down into four different styles of operating. And so these four different styles, it can be broken down into something called quick starters who move into action really quickly when they have idea Um, Fact finders who need information research before getting started on something new. Um, People who are follow throughers who use systems and methods to move forward or to get started on something. 
and then implementers who figure things out by building models or using tools. And so it was really interesting to think about this. I mean, it, it feels really obvious, but one of the points about this is that we have these particular styles and there is absolutely nothing wrong with being a particular style. It's just our style. But that may mean that some of the tasks that we have to do are more challenging for us. And something similar, like the I've, I've done the... Um, the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment in the past, it was the same idea. I mean, it's much, much more comprehensive, but it identifies your like top five and your top 10 strengths. And it helps you recognize that, oh, I operate in this particular way and I'm not as good at operating in this other way. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just says that we have, like there are things that we struggle with that is just part of who we are. And there are things that we're awesome at that is just part of who we are. And really, we excel when we're working in the areas that are focused on our our strengths or our cognitive styles. And so uh, tying this back to dreaming and the planning for how to achieve our dreams, I think it's possible that we may get, we may like scare ourselves away from dreaming when we realize that the path to get to our dreams may involve some of the steps that we feel like we're really not that good at. When in reality, we can say, okay, I'm really not that good at that. I'm either going to learn more about it, or I'm going to find someone who really feels joy when they're doing that particular task or doing that particular role. And I'm going to share the the process with that person or hire that person or whatever. And so that you're operating in your strengths, that person is operating in their strengths, and then it moves the, the whole thing forward. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I think it relates to dreaming in the context of wanting to have a, a plan all laid out. But circling this all back to dreaming as a part of how we become more of ourselves. I think it's important or I think it's useful to say, okay, well then if if understanding what becoming more of myself actually means, uh, how do I allow myself? How do I allow myself to have these dreams, to think about what would be ideal, to think about what would bring me joy and what would bring me fulfillment given all of these limitations or given all of these... Um, I'm not finding the right word, but all of these things that just sort of uh, <laughs> sort of constrain us in allowing ourselves to dream. And so maybe one thing that would be helpful is to say, okay, maybe I'm not going to frame this in the context of this is my dream, but say it or phrase it more as this is what I want. I am allowed to want. <laughs> this is what I want. And so, I mean, it's sort of the same thing, dreaming, wanting, same concept, but sometimes it's just easier to say, um, what do I want? What do I want? And in any moment, what do I want? As opposed to making it into this whole big thing of dreaming. Um, I'm going to continue using the phrase dreaming here just because I think dreaming almost encompasses a bigger picture, but I think it can also, all of this can be broken down into like day-to-day, what do I want kinds of questions too. Okay, so what do we do to uh, to push against the constraints that are stopping us from dreaming? I think the first thing is to recognize that 
it's not our fault that we struggle with dreaming, that it becomes a challenge to dream big because of all of these factors and probably many more that I just talked about. I think the second thing then is to disconnect any expectation of achieving an outcome or solving a problem from allowing that dream to happen or allowing ourselves to think what the what ifs about it, would this be possible or what if there were no restrictions. And then the next thing I would do is to make a list and just record everything that would be just absolutely ideal and give yourself permission for it to be just as completely ridiculous as <laughs> completely as completely wild as it can be like make it a nonsense list is what I've started calling these kinds of lists or these kinds of brainstorming or planning kinds of situations. I find that when I do this kind of a thing or take this kind of approach that these lists usually start out with stuff that's super reasonable and stuff that's been on my mind. And then I start allowing it to get just totally wild, totally ridiculous. And then it's what comes after that. Um, it's where the like real stuff comes the real uh, I mean truth is a heavy word but it feels like truth the real stuff that's like really tied to what you really want or to what is really important to you and so then the next step is to look at that list once you have all this like stuff that feels wildly unachievable <laughs> but things that are really important to you on the list the next step is to look at that list and and do something called find the feeling. So when you look at that list or look at the individual items on the list, what is it that you're actually expecting to feel once you've achieved that dream? And that's really why we want something, right? It's not the outcome necessarily of what the specific situation is. It's really the feeling that you get. And so when you find that feeling, then you can also sort of look at your current life and say, okay, where do I have this feeling now? And how can I amplify that in a really little way right now so that I am closer to to achieving that dream just by focusing on what really is practical right now? And then looking at the bigger picture of achieving the dream, I think one thing that's helpful is to look at some aspect of it and then break it down and say, okay, well, what would be, so, okay, so it's this totally wild, totally something that feels totally unachievable right now. But if we're removing reality here, what is something I could do right now or in the immediate future that would be such a super small step that would be a starting point to move towards that dream? And then it would be something that you could actually do. And so then once you do it, it's sort of like evidence to yourself that, oh, hey, maybe I do have what it takes to do the steps that I need to take to get there. Maybe I don't have everything I need to achieve this dream right now. But if I take these little, little steps, I know I'm smart enough to figure out what comes next after the next, after the little step, and then what comes next after that. And I think that's one important way to, to move things forward. And then if you find yourself coming up with lots of statements saying, oh, I can't do this because or this isn't possible because just recognize that those might be some limiting beliefs, some um, stuff that has gotten in your head because of conditioning or experience or whatever. Uh, 
and just recognize that that's that's potentially a thought that's holding you back and that might be a great place to look for coaching or talking to someone who can help you shift your perspective around that and that's something I could help with or I have colleagues that are really great at this so just reach out if you're interested in that but anyway really what I'm trying to get at here is tying the concept of dreaming and allowing ourselves to dream and saying oh hey there are pieces of this dream that might be possible. And tying that back to how do we become more of ourselves? What does it mean to become more of ourselves? What does that look like? Because I think that's part of the step towards towards testing this hypothesis that I talked about at the beginning is, can we achieve more impact by becoming more of ourselves? We need to first understand and recognize what becoming more of ourselves even means. And so I'm going through this process too, trying to understand what do I really want? What are... <laughs> What's ideal for me? What are my dreams here? And so I just thought I'd share share some of these thoughts around this, all of this with you. Again, I'm going through it too. So I feel like this is an important topic. And so I just wanted to share it with you. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're going to join me in, in dreaming and testing this hypothesis. Otherwise, I'm looking forward to connecting with you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really love it if you could rate or review it wherever you get your podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Thanks again. Till next time.